Hi guys, I'm doing another one. Whoever is listening, I'm just, I'm just sad right now, and just, just going back in time of just me and how I thought, just based off of my environment and what I was around and what I knew, and just reflecting on. Just how I think now, and it's just crazy. So basically, I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit about myself. I was born in a little village called Gabasambadura in the Oromia region of Ethiopia. Um, life was very simple. Um... Didn't really have anything to complain about, except that I was more of like a tomboy and just wanted to run around with the boys instead of wearing skirts and dresses, and that's what girls wore there. Um, it was very adventurous, and I I think I saw, I oversaw the little things, and and I just was different. I stood out from the village girls, and they were okay with regular life that they had i was okay with it i was happy but i knew there was more so there's an opportunity that came up and i moved to a more of a cityer area um in a different region to my dad's brother's son which i call brother but here in america it would be like cousin um he told my mom that he would send me to like a private school and I would get a good education and so she agreed because she knew the type of person I was um so she allowed it to happen even though my dad didn't really know about it she wouldn't have allowed because he does have like a smaller you know mindset and he doesn't see the capacity for a woman I don't think just because of what he knows you know um so I get to Kamashi the the place I went to is called Kamashi um there was very little of my own blood there my own my own race um but it was still nice I was really really scared I was really scared of what could happen because um between my people and their people, uh, the Kamashi people, there was a lot of war going on between them and us, so we didn't really like each other, but my my uncle, my brother, seemed to fit in right, right in, so I went, and it was just, it was really scary. I had a bunch of thoughts, but as soon as I got out of the car, <laughs> by the way, it was a truck, and there was like an open back, and we rode on the back of the truck all the way. And I think it was like for three hours or so, three hour, four hour. Um, <laughs> you have to like hold on so tight because you never know if you're gonna fall out because the roads are so bumpy too. It's like driving in a country road, but like the roads are not developed. It's crazy just looking back at like how small I was and how young I was, and I still was able to like be okay. And I think from that, you adjust to whatever you know, you know. Like, you're a human. You're able to adapt to whatever 
And that's that's really cool. It doesn't matter how age, how old you are. But um so I get to Kamarshi. Um he told me I'm not going. No, he didn't just tell me. He just sent me off a a public school instead of a private school, so I was just like, Okay, accepted it and went to a public school. It was just like nothing and um after a while, um, my uncle saw an opportunity to send me to America. So he put me in the system and all of a sudden, a month, not even a month later, I was sent to Addis Ababa, the capital of Ethiopia, more of a city or area. <coughs> um... Excuse me. <laughs> so then I get to Addis Ababa. I honestly had no idea what was going on. I didn't really grasp what really was happening to me or where I was going. I was just kind of going with the flow like I usually do. I don't really ever complain. I just like, okay, that sounds like a good idea, a good education. You know, that's what my mom wanted for me and anything she wanted, I'd, I'd do it in a heartbeat, you know. So, I keep going with it. Um, And the transition home, I think it wasn't like an orphanage. It was just like a transition home. They they told me that this little girl named Yep Sarah was going to meet my sister. And we were going to go to the same family. And that I have a new family now. And I have to call these two Americans my parents. And they already had a bunch of kids over there as well. I was like, okay, I guess I can do this. I can't even turn back. I don't know how to. I was nine. <laughs> so going on ten. Um, then I was there for about a month. And then they came to get us. And it was weird felt like I just had to do everything right so that I don't get hurt. And I've heard a lot of horror stories about America as well. And they were once I got here, they were true. <laughs> just crazy. Um, but I get here. The family seemed very lovely, very nice and kind. They had cousins, um, grandparents. The grandparents were amazing. Like, I loved the grandparents. They stayed the week with us. Uh, I guess they were staying with the kids while the parents, the mom came to um, get me and yep, Sarah. So then, this is so weird to talk about. Like, it's crazy. I knew a little bit about God um, back then, but they did introduce me to God, but in a very weird way. Um... At first, I was like, it's amazing. Like, I I love God and who he is in my life and all of that. And then the parents would do certain things in the name of God. And saying, like, this will please God. And I don't want to put pictures in your head. But, like, just little things like, I'm going to homeschool my kids because their kids need to be away from um, the world. And they don't need to see the world. But when you think about it, 
did their parents do that to them? Because they wouldn't be here and they wouldn't have the thoughts that they have now. They wouldn't have the experience that they have now if their parents would have kept them in quarantine. You know how we're in quarantine right now? Basically, my life was like that. My life was basically like quarantining. The only time I got to see other humans were church Sunday morning. We never missed it. Never. Always on time or 15 minutes before. And that was our biggest priority. And now I believe in like you can praise God wherever. You don't have to freaking show up to a church to be able to say I talked to God today. Why don't, like, it's just crazy. You should go to church because you want to be around people um, that believed in the same, to have a community. But they had a different idea. And uh, the intention, their intentions were, sometimes I want to say their intentions were pure, but they're really not because they're not digging deep. They think, like, the way I see, especially the mom, is like, Oh, I'm doing something amazing. I I went to Africa and get got Af- kids from the Africa. Like I saved them from Africa, and now now they eat. They can eat a slice of pizza every every night, and they have roof over their head. Who cares about mental health, right? Who cares about how the kids feel? Who cares about how how the kids are trapped and unable to communicate other, to other humans? Who cares about how? And the kids or other races, especially if they're black or Chinese, and they're unable to communicate with their own race and feel whole and feel belonged. Like, who cares about that, right? That's literally how their their brain works. Is they got a roof over their head and, and, and a plate on the table. And it's just sad. And it's just sad that... It was like that, and it is like that for the kids. And sometimes I want to get them in trouble. I really do. And the kids are not getting education. They're reading Bible books. They're literally re- that. I know this, and I can say this because I had to do that. And I saw that there was something wrong, and so I had to fight. I literally had to scream, cry every day to get myself to public school. And it only happened it was like a bet like she said if you can get into this school then you can go and have an education and guess what i fucking prove i let me not curse i proved them wrong and got into the school got stronger because of the people i secretly talked to i had a church leader in, in 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 south in the church that we went to she taught me so much. She she taught me love. She taught me love like she showed me love when she didn't have to. It's crazy because like she really did not have to teach me that I am loved and it's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel all these emotions. See, she felt me. She saw she saw and she wanted to help me. And literally, my mom, she went out of her way and said, went and texted her and said, please don't talk to my daughter. 
Who does that? It takes a whole village and then some to raise one kid. But you have 12 kids, 12 kids. She's raising 12 kids in one house. In a small house. That doesn't even matter, but it's just... It's just crazy. I remember moments in that house where... Like, you want to find... For an inspiration, you want to find people like you that have made it so you can be inspired to do something like they did. So I would find, like, movies with, which is rare, that there's movies with people that look like me in it back then. Now there's a lot more. As I was, like, 12, 13, I wasn't even allowed to watch things on TV, but I would try to find movies and con like unknowingly like without like now I'd look back I really was seeking somebody that looks like me but I would look <laughs> I would look for movies that looked like me so I would watch Tyler Perry movies and stuff and it would just make me happy um make, like it would just motivate me like shoot they're in the movie they're I would watch like talk shows with rappers or just anybody that's brown skin to to watch and be inspired by and I just feel so embarrassed when I do it so I just switch the channels and stuff so one time she asked she she's just like she call, she doesn't call me Grace but Adina Day by the way she she goes by Grace when I keep telling her like my name is Dina Day you decided to call me Grace you know Dina Day was the only thing I had of me they came up with my birthday my uh my name what I wear what I watch where I go who I talk to so it's just there's just a lot. So one day, they she allowed. Usually, Miranda, her her daughter, her biological daughter, and her would just watch movies that they liked together, and they would have such a great time. And I would just sit there like it was hard. Um, so I was trying to pick out a movie, and I was just. You know, look through all the movies, and I kind of picked out a movie. I don't remember what it was, but it had a black person in it. And she said, Grace, you know what I've noticed? You always try to find people with movies with black people in it. And I was so embarrassed. Like, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know if that was wrong. Damn, I didn't mean to get here so hard. I didn't, like, I'm just now, like, talking myself through, like, everything. I just, I mean, this, this is just, like, little things that, why I I have depression. I, I go through the shit that I go through differently because of, the environment that I was put in, you know? Um, so.
I could keep talking about just the little stuff that happened in that house, but it's just like it's so hard for me right now to just like talk through it because it just I feel like I go through it when I talk about it. But I just I need to talk about it so I'll be okay with it. Um as I was as I was um going to that school got accepted into the art um school with an with the school they have they had like a side program and I got into that and so I was able to go. Um she wasn't really happy about it. Um I was supposed to go into it as a sophomore. I was supposed to be a sophomore but I wasn't doing sophomore work because she wasn't really teaching me. She wasn't teaching me. She was just handing me books to read. Um so then, the a week after my, I think it was a that week, the first week of my sophomore year in public school, my first year in public school. She said, "I'm gonna take you out to breakfast." She took me out to breakfast. I think it was like a Saturday morning. I was happy. I liked the school. I was kind of starting to like because I started seeing people my my color people my age that are my color like I just I was happy like I don't think anybody's ever happy to go to public school but I was I was okay um it was hard to adjust it was really hard to like try to fit in but like it was better than staying at home um so she um, took me to breakfast, and she was like, I have to tell you something. Um, I was like, what? What's up? I really thought she was just, like, taking me out and saying, like, hey, I'm proud of you for getting into the program or something. I don't know. Just anything that a normal kid would want, you know, from their mom or whoever. They called mom and said, I love you, too. Um, she, let me talk straight. (laughs) So she's, she's just like, she was like, um, I'm gonna need to calm down because I need to just talk about these things so I can be okay. But um, I'm stronger from it though. I'm 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 going. <laughs> um, she said I'm. I decided to. I decided to hold you back and put you back in freshman year because I know you can't do it. And that's literally how she said it. And she's like, you don't even know English. I can talk straight up to her. I can. I had good communication and like before that school like her excuse for homeschooling we was like it started off as like oh i'm just i'm i I want you to learn english so that you won't feel embarrassed in public school that's why i'm homeschooling you until you know english fully um so she held me back to freshman I wish it was hard, because 
already started making a couple of friends. I was like, okay, my age people, like, you know. And so I had to sit with, sit now I had to sit in classes with kids that are a little bit younger. Um, so that was really, really tough. Like, it was already tough on me, but it just got worse. So. And then I would talk about this, too. I am so grateful for Rachel, she was my group leader in church. She's just telling me, encouraging me, like, you can do this, da-da-da-da. She just keep uplifting me. And I had a couple of people. Not a couple of people. I had I had some people, at least one person, just to talk to. Um, especially Salam. Um, she understood my situation, so I was able to talk it through with her. Guys, it's so important to have somebody that understands you fully and where you're going. Because if you don't, you just feel like you're crazy. You just feel like maybe you're the one who's, like, insane. And this is the way that life is supposed to be. And you're just going crazy, you know? You just convince yourself that you're crazy. And the world's not messed up. So, um... I said, okay, and I cried, but I said, okay, and my the next year, I was like, all right, I was, I was going to school, and uh, I had a part-time job after school, so I was like, I'm going to enroll myself. I told my mom I would enroll myself in online school so that I can graduate on time. She's like, I'm not paying for that. So I was like, okay. And so I used my money and paid for that. I think she did help for the first part. I don't I remember that part, but I just remember using my own money to pay for it. Um, I ended up buying my own car. Thank God. Um, it was Even though it was with my own money, I didn't even get to pick out the car I wanted. But it's fine. <laughs> um, car is a car. It took me places. Um, and then my junior year, I think, going into my senior year. Um, it was. I think it was my, I think. No, actually, it was my junior year. Going into my junior year. Um... <laughs> It was like the first week. I finished the first week. It was like a Friday. It was the last day of school that week. Um, my mom, she wakes me up. Um, she's like, let's go. I'm like, did I did I wake up late? It was like a seven. I usually, it, it was right. It was like, it was a little bit before seven. Because that's usually where, around where, um, what time I wake up. No. I wake up at like 7.30 because I could drive and I didn't have to catch the bus. So, um, so then I, um, <laughs> I got up and I was like, what's going on? Am I late for, for school? Like, what's going on? She was like, no, we're moving to Florida. Like, we're leaving dad. Um, I'm just done with him. Like, she's just all emotional. And I was like, what the heck? Like, when did you decide to do this? Like, 
everything was fine. Dad was fine. I haven't seen them argue in a while. Like, I guess she just had a spark of an idea. And she's like, he's a bad guy and I need to leave him. I don't know. But as a woman, I understood that, you know. Like, I guess you didn't get along with him, so you need a break. But why can't you just go to your parents' house? They're like literally two hours away and it's a good place to just get away and you like your parents so like just get away over there or something or just in kentucky somewhere but instead she wants to go to dustin florida um so she's over here packed and ready to go she she's like let's go and i'm like i have school in the morning right now and i have work after school i just can't get up and leave i have a little life I'm working on, like, a future I'm going towards, like, I have something going for me, like, I, I just can't get up and leave, and she's like, oh, I'll get you, like, I took out some money out of the bank, like, she literally took out 6000 and she thought that would work for all of us, for literally 12 kids in a city that she has no idea about, don't know anybody, had one friend that was far away from her, I'm thinking, like, she's crazy. Like, I just, I can't let her drive all the way to Florida from Kentucky in a big old bus-ish van with 12 kids. I just can't let that happen. But in my mind, I'm like, no, I I also can't let her go. Like, that's just crazy. I'm like, no, I am not going. I will stay. Or you just can't go. Like, can you not go to your parents house like you not think you have kids like if you need to go like leave us here like i'll watch the kids like i normally do when you're gone and you can go take a break but he's fine the dad he's not hurting the kids like he like he's not abusive like that like you can get really aggressive and loud but he's never really hit the kids um so She's like, no. She's like, if you don't go, like, I'm going to start throwing up, just get in the car. And I'm just, it's just, it was just bad. It was just bad. So I was like, okay, but I, you have to work things out. You have to talk things out. You can't just disappear. And we go, and we're in the car, and she's over here driving and on the phone crying with her mom. It's like a teenager that just went through a breakup or, like, an abusive boyfriend and she doesn't know what to do like i just literally that's just how i feel like that shit was probably so traumatizing for the kids too because they were so young and didn't understand what was going on at all like they're probably gonna remember that for the rest of their lives but they can't talk about it because they're not allowed but um we get to dustin florida and to a house, apparently her mom rented us in the middle of nowhere. Like, there's nothing, no people. And there's, like, a seven, no, a 99, like, a dollar store. I Like, a week, not a week, but, like, four days or so goes by, and I'm like, what is going on? I need to go back home. I need to go back home, and I need to continue my studies, like, I will fail everything if I, especially if I miss the first few weeks of school. And so I literally walked over to a dollar store and I was like, 
are you guys hiring? And they were like, you have to go online. And I, and that just was like, to me, okay, you need to go home. I don't care. Like, you need to go home. But right before that, I'm just talking to her. She, she finally decided she will call um, our pastor and she's talking to him. And apparently she got in contact with my dad and they're talking and she's a little bit more peaceful now and she's not freaking out um so i was like i'm i need to go home so i flew back home and one of my really good friend that i just met from school um that we rode the bus together so that's how we knew each other and um so she came and picked me up from literally Cincinnati. It's the sweetest thing anybody has ever done to, for me. Uh, she came and picked me up. I got to her house. A week goes by. My mom decides to come back with my dad. She texted me. She's like, everything is fine now. She can come back. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay. But um, can you at least give me like a week? I need to just like I have finals and shit stuff happening like the first I don't think it was finals but it was just like tests and stuff happening um I just had a lot going on was working like um school and whatever that is and I didn't want to deal with it and so I was like and her Sarah's parents were like you can stay as long as you want uh-huh. literally the sweetest parents I've ever met because like wow like they just allow me to stay there without questioning me they didn't ask me like what's going on what's your situation they literally was like you need a place stay like wow like how pure is that like um so i stayed there um and then a few days after she texts me and she's like I want to talk to you. Let's go get Starbucks. I go to Starbucks. Hoping that she just wants to just talk and let me know what's going on. Um, She just... Sorry. I have to adjust myself. She, um, she tells me, oh, everything is good. Dad said that he won't yell anymore. Um, everything is fine. We're working it through. You should come back. And I was like, no, I can't come back right now. I know. I I know, like, literally how... What's the word? Just coming from her tone, like, everything's not okay. And I just couldn't, couldn't go back. I know it was selfish, but I just couldn't come back. And I was like, I just need more time. I'll come back. But I'll come back and she was she I was like explaining that and I didn't even finish explaining what I was trying to say to her and she got up. I'm not even joking, like my friend came but she came she sat across because I was just really scared to go by myself and so she just she got up and walked out and that was the moment when I just couldn't look at her the same anymore. Like, I could, like, the moment, the times where 
she said I love you and I believed it like and I called her mom like put her gave her that character in my life of a mother Um, it was just god I just sat there and I just I froze I didn't know what to do I didn't know if to get up and leave too like I gladly had Sarah with me and she just gave me a hug and I actually had that Starbucks my friend's sister which was so sweet gave me some muffins (laughs) I will never forget that she brought me over muffins (laughs) and from there it's just not the same I just couldn't couldn't ever go back um her sir's parents still don't know what's going on continuously so nice so kind i've had dinner every night and the dinner was so spite like like food her mom made bomb food dude like she literally made such good food like i was like oh my gosh because i used to like put so much hot sauce in my food because it would just be plain like she would make this meat soup thing with like vegetables in it and it would just be water and meat and and um salt pep sometimes not even pepper just salt and like just water down soup it was just disgusting i don't know um just i just had a hard time eating they would always tell me, like, you don't even eat. Because I hate eating. <laughs> I hate what I'm eating. I get so excited when we have pizza night. Because <laughs> something tasted good. Anyway. um, I just, this is not a feel bad for me. I just, I just feel like I need to talk about it. And I know not a lot of people, nobody will see this. So I just... I posted for me. This is my my healing process. I'm strong. I'm because of the memories I had from back home. I feel like if I grew up in that house, I wouldn't be able to get up and leave and be okay in the world. I feel like, which is why I I feel horrible for the kids. I just I just feel like. It's all me, and I feel bad because I can't do anything about it. But at the same time, I can, but I'm choosing not to. It's just, I don't know. Um, and it just continues. It continues. Um, so on my car, uh, I pay my dad monthly of 100 and something, but I'm still on their insurance so like a family share thing and i guess they never take it off but um one day like my senior year i drove to work and sarah came with me and she's my work was pretty relaxed um chill so they let her stay in the back and do her school her homework while i work and we had all of our stuff in the car and we parked and Sarah comes out to the car to get my stuff. 
or something out of the car um and she's like you know that your car is gone did it get towed and i was like the title's good the everything is good like it's not in the wrong parking spot like i freaked out i was like what the heck like what am I gonna do without a car? Like I literally freaked out, and she literally told, like she knew exactly what. Happened. She's like, your parents probably took it. I was like, you, you're right. So I texted my mom, and I was like, did y'all take my car? And they were like, yeah, it's illegal to drive without insurance. And I was like, what? I have insurance. I'm paying for insurance. And there was like. No, you don't. We took it off. We took you off the insurance. Like, who does that to to their own... Not, I can't even call me their own kid anymore. But, like, that's what they claimed me as back then. So, like, I just couldn't put two and two together. So, I was like, can I get my car back, please? Can I get my car back? I keep asking and asking over and over again. And they finally agreed to give me the car back. Not the car. <laughs> they never gave me the car back. Um, my dad came family finally was like, "You do you want the car back or the money that you paid back? And I was like, I want my money. I don't even want anything to do with that car because you chose. Like, I didn't even say that to him, but... He literally picked that car out as if he's the one who's going for car shopping. But anyway, <laughs> just little things. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. I got them. They transferred the money back into my account. I finally changed my bank. Um... <laughs> Because I didn't want them to have access. Um, I finally took over my own life. I was like, okay, I either can make my life a little bit better, work really harder, or I can just let the life I'm living control me. And I decided to control it instead. So I finished my online course. That was so hard, guys. Like... At the same time, I don't fool. I know how to speak English, but it's so hard. My English class was just so hard. Um, so yeah, I took PE in the summer, um, and some class online, and I finished my school on time. Graduated on time, not with the grades that I wanted, but. I still graduated, still got the honors thing for SCAPA, SCAPA class, got college credit in art, like, I did okay without them, and with a whole lot of help from other people, so it's just crazy, <laughs> and um, after I graduated, I was like, I'm going to save up a lot of money. And oh, I'm getting tired. Um, saved up a whole lot of money. And I decided 
Rachel was actually, she lived out here. She would just tell me stories about L.A. And I was like, I want to be over here. And I want to do fashion. I want to design. I want to make people feel good on the inside and outside by what they wear. I want to make people feel confident. Um, That was one of the things I had such a hard time because she tried to dress me in the weirdest things. And I would have fights with her because I didn't want to wear what she was trying to dress me in. I'm not a doll. I was older, like I'm not six. Um, I took that passion and made it my dream and I just saved up, worked two jobs and got to pack two <laughs> on February, I mean, on March 9th, 2019. I, the month after I turned 19, I took two suitcases packed up and just left and came to to um, LA. And that is a whole different story, but I... I'm wide awake now. I am able to understand that I am black. I go through things differently. I experience things differently and that my path and what I went through has a lot to do with how I respond to things, but I shouldn't make that an excuse. Um, I am stronger because of where... I came from and who I am. Um, I'm kind to people because I'm able to see their shoes and what they're stepping in and what they're walking in in a different view. Um, I'm able to see God, his greatness, and what he can do based off of my life story. So I am grateful for what I went through, but... I just can't sit here and let that happen to another person. And I know my siblings, I love them so much, are just going through it and they don't understand that. Because back then when I was in the house, if things didn't happen, like, there's so much that I left out. Um, I feel like I just need to do... We'll pass that on just so certain moments.